Hey baby. Hi baby. What's up? Nothing. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, it's day by day. It's hour by hour. It's not even day by day. It is not day by day. Literally hour by hour. Yeah, here lately. Welcome to this week's episode of Lady and the Stud. I am the lady. And I am the stud. And we are here again. Blessed to see you another week. That's it. Um, so Stud and I have, you know, a pretty nice I guess lineup of things to talk Somewhat. about. Some interesting topics today. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, I began the show with that song for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of how I'm going to just start. You know, we're just going to jump right into it. Absolutely. Um, nothing different has happened this week, so there's no need to drag it out. Yeah. Um, last week, I made a meme. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're on our Instagram page, at the lady and the stud... She's awesome at making memes, first of all. <laughs> it's a hidden talent. It really is. Oh, like I'm I just find being honest. So much joy mm-hmm. in making gifs and memes. Mm-hmm. Well, I made this gif. It's really a gif than a meme. And I put Devante Swing in it. You know the cry video. Now, if you're an 80s baby, you remember these niggas in the desert. <laughs> This woman had left for an hour. These niggas took a whole grand piano to the middle of the fucking Sahara. With some damn combat boots With on. some combat boots on and leather pants. And they were singing. Mm-hmm. It's been hours since you've been gone. Right. This bitch ain't been gone a good 60 so minutes. come back home. Okay. Okay. So I posted up this meme with that clip of Devontae Swing. And I said, I'm so gay. This is the last man I had a crush on. And to my... 34-year-old surprise. Dismay, even. Dismay. Mm-hmm. Some cultureless swine <laughs> had the audacity to say, who is that? Lord. Bitch! <laughs> Lord. Lord. <laughs> These children of today. <laughs> so... I gathered myself quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, it's Devontae. You know, Devontae Swing. And she says... Who is he? Oh, my God. And I said, you Sa- know. Save the children. Kind of like the main key ingredient to Jodeci. Right, right. And she said, oh, I thought Jodeci was just Casey and JoJo. Well, uh, bitch, where the fuck did he come from? Okay. Did they just throw a D in there because they ran? It sounded good. You know what I'm saying? They could have just been Josie. Jodeci. Jodeci. It didn't catch on. Jodeci. C. Joe D. C. It didn't it didn't flow for it. It fucked me up for a legit 48 hours, mm-hmm. y'all. Out of my embarrassment for her, yeah. I had a Jodeci appreciation marathon for 48 <laughs> hours. Which led me down the rabbit hole of 90s R&B, but how the fuck don't you know? I'm almost grateful, though. That that happened. Why? Because you put together a fire-ass 90s R&B playlist, okay, that she said to me, when I say on my way to work tomorrow, y'all, I'm be crooning my motherfucking ass off, okay? <laughs> Damn, I'm playing it at work tomorrow and everything, shit! <laughs> my baby put together a fire-ass motherfucking playlist. It was the shit. It felt like I had a moment, like an elderly moment. Did it feel like that? And she, I was like, well, how old are you, babe? I thought she was like a teenager. <laughs> No, I'm 26. Your parents have failed you. They have. That's why your little brother named Devontae, bitch. that's the reason why. From that pretty-eyed-ass nigga. Making love to that music. With the deep voice. He didn't even sing. He said, don't talk. Just listen. Just listen. (laughs) (laughs) 
with his little funny ass eyes. Okay. He was like, part of his little curly hair mm-hmm. before he went crazy. Right. Or whatever the fuck happened to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But it led me down a rabbit hole. And I realized how much good music was in the 90s. Absolutely. And how trash the R&B is now. Like, R&B has kind of crossed to pop. Mm-hmm. And if it's not pop, it's too hip-hop. They, they're making songs like Snapchat Me That Pussy. they calling that R&B. You know what I'm saying? And it's not. Uh, it's not. It's barely rap. So it definitely ain't R&B. Rhythm and blues. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. R&B. That's what the shit stand for. But it's supposed to be music that really touches your soul. It moves you. And come to find out, Jodeci and them was actually thugs. Wow. They were gospel thugs. They were gospel <laughs> groups first. And at <laughs> gospel some point, thugs. yeah, at some point, Devontae began, you know, starving Missy Elliott mm-hmm. and Genuine slapping him around and pistol whipping people. Wow. It was a lot that went down in the 90s. I, I guess went that's down, how you get to Missy. You don't feed her. You feel what you I'm know saying? What? I'm just saying, Missy. You know what? Missy, she, told, she said herself, I like her hoes and Twinkies. You take that shit away from her. She liable to crank out a whole motherfucking album. Devontae <laughs> Swing discovered Timberland, Tweet, Missy Elliott. Genuine. Uh-huh. All of them were L and Stevie J if you watch Love and Hip Hop. It was his failure. He they were all under him and lived in one house and he ran this house. Y'all remember Nino Brown? Yeah. And what's wrong with the pit bull? They said he used to New walk ja- New Jack City. Yeah. They said he used to walk through there with pit bulls and would beat up everybody like you can't eat until I eat. Wow. And was like that was his boot camp. So he was like the baby should. Basically, and mm-hmm. then he ended up being pistol whipped himself. But that's a long Karma. story. Karma. All I have to say is put some respect on Jodeci name. Okay, half y'all motherfuckers want to be here. Know what the D stand for? The D ain't silent, bitch. Now I can't say much for Mr. Dalvin. I never heard Mr. Dalvin sing. <laughs> okay, I did find out that nigga played a mean drum. Okay. okay, he made his contribution though. He made his contribution, but he was the other pretty boy. It but was- here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want you to understand. Uh huh. He played an instrument. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a hype man on stage. No, he, he played the fuck he, out some drums. He had a purpose. You feel what I'm yeah. saying to you? Yeah. So the fact that he actually played a real live instrument yeah. with this R&B group in the 90s, that was big as fuck. Yeah. That alone. Are you having some issues, baby? <laughs> I am because, like, the pressure from the glasses. Okay, oh, I, I got to take them off because okay. the pressure oh. on my temples is too much. You mean turn the lights out? Yeah, turn the lights fuck out. Fuck it. We turning the lights we gonna, out. We're going to go okay. ahead and bring the lights down. Boom. We're in the dark, and here we are. Okay. But <laughs> Devontae played every instrument, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Mr. Dalvin could play the drums. Now, he couldn't sing too well, from what I can gather. Hey, he was a part of the group. But he, he was thing. something else to look at, you know, because you had Casey and JoJo. They was the crooners. Yeah, yeah. I never really cared for Casey's voice, I'll be honest. I mean, come on now. I mean, I appreciate it with the group, but solo, it no, was... not solo. But we ain't talking about solo. We talking about Jodeci. Yeah, they all just their whole sound together all kind of came together. You feel what I'm saying? It's sad because I think all their voices are shot now. I mean, they, when you do they, drugs and shit, yeah, and the nineties fuck fucked them up. You fuck up your whole life. Your your gift gets given to someone else if you're not gonna use it. You know what I'm saying to yeah. you? Like my gift is damn near obsolete. I used to I used to sing well. Mm-hmm. I used to sing well. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't anymore. I just sing along with the radio. You feel what I'm saying? You can Squ- still I, sing I squint well. my eyes a lot and shit when I have to hit them high notes thinking that it's going to make me sing higher when I squint my eyes and shit. It don't work. Me. I gave it to my daughter. She don't really use it for much unless it's to entertain herself in therapy. But here, 
the, the bottom line is, is that when you don't use your gift, God will give it to someone who will. So that brings me to this point. What were some of your favorite songs from the 90s? Your top five. Uh, can we talk by Ta- Kevin Tamble? Okay. Kevin. Tevin Campbell. Tevin. You called him. Kevin. Kevin, Te- Te- Kevin Tamble. <laughs> <laughs> that little young boy. Uh, Quincy's boy. Uh, that boy had a voice. Man. Listen. His voice was. I mean, he was so young. Yeah, he was. He was a he was a little kid, but he crooned his ass off. Kevin. Tevin. Tevin. Tevin Campbell. That boy there. Keith Sweat. Uh, he was one of my favorites, but he was make it last forever. Okay. That was definitely a big hit. One of my most favorite songs though, but it was the remix was Brandy. I want to be down with Queen Latifah. Um, who else was on there? Was it MC Light? MC Light was on there. And uh, I can't remember who else. It's one with another person. Yeah, most definitely. Of course, Jodeci. Anything Jodeci. I didn't realize how much I liked Jodeci until that girl disrespected him. I'm a crew. My SWV. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, right here was always the cut. Most definitely. Um, and let me see. One more. Mm, and this is tough. In Vogue for sure. In Vogue played a huge part. I got one more though. Damn it. Deadman condition shit. I was about to say, how you gonna do the nineties without mentioning you send me swing? <laughs> Janet Jackson, because I used to be Janet Jackson in another life, so definitely. I can't stand you. Uh, I mean, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I used to be Janet Jackson in another life. Like it is what it is, you know. Um, and that was my shit all day. See, all during day. the nineties, I went from what six to fourteen, fifteen. Okay, so I literally grew up with that music. So. Even though I wasn't in the club, it's like those were your childhood backdrop mute songs. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. was Montel Jordan. You know, he gave his life over to Christ. Did he? Yeah, he don't sing secular music. He, don't? he is for the Lord. Yes. Well, all right, for the Lord. He crossed over. The 90s scared a lot of people. Like, Suge Knight and whole East and West Coast Listen. had R&B people shook too. All of them said, fuck it. Even the devil himself came from underground. In the form of Suge Knight. Do you know what I'm saying to you? To roam around the 90s and be involved in R&B music. Yeah. The devil himself came from underneath, from down under. I can't stand you. To be a part of R&B music, nigga? You knew it was good. Because actually, Jodeci ended up getting tangled up with Death Row. Like, come to find out, Devontae Swing produced a lot for... Tupac, he mm-hmm. produced for Biggie, mm-hmm. um, and Suge Knight kind of, you know, tried I'm to trying to get that 90s R&B feel, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And Devontae, was, I didn't know he dated Madonna, but who did Madonna fuck? Listen, all the black boys. God damn, All she was the with, black boys. She was with Tupac, see, I went down Lipstick Alley, now if y'all know what that is, that's a little, it's a little hideout for groupies, okay? Madonna, 72, bitch, okay? She, she still had 72 to fu- black dicks <laughs> on her, okay? Alright? <laughs> Now, I ain't mad at some of her picks were good picks, you know. <laughs> Had I been of age in the 90s, I don't know. I might have been straight. Madonna, listen, boys. Madonna was the shit when we was in high school. She was not cute to Like me. a virgin. What did all these niggas see in her? I don't know. She was a white girl, and she was rich. And I mean, to, to I the, mean, but you had Whitney. You had Tony Braxton. Absolutely. You know how fine Tony Braxton is. Tony Braxton changed the way black women were, wore our hair as a culture, my nigga. I think I think I might have had a Imagine cut. if Devontae and, 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 and Tony Brax had a baby. Oh my God. How beautiful that child would be. What type been. of angel would this be? I know. With, God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Look what y'all did fucking on white pussy. Okay. I'm just playing. Devil's pussy. What I'm saying is, 
is that Madonna was out here. She was doing her thing. She was going to get her all the blackness that she could possibly get. You know, but her music though, we used to like. I could never vibe to. We Madonna. used to jam our asses off to Madonna. I'm sorry, but the in the like in the 80s and the 90s and shit, they used to put her her fucking music in all the movies, mm-hmm. like them teen movies. Mm-hmm. So we that shit was just cranked into us all the fucking they time. They programmed you Yeah, so she was a she was Beyonce back then. <laughs> Like you know, like you can't escape this bitch. Like now she came along was like bitch bye bye bitch bye. She was just embodied blackness, all right, and sang like an angel. Who calls you the voice? The voice of what? A nation, my nigga. The voice of the Lord of of the nation of a country. I always wonder what if some of the powerhouses of the '90s, like the male powerhouses, if they had, you know, Johnny married, Gill. yeah, my, if they had my, married, my, my. if they had married a powerhouse that was a female, and what, like how Jay and Beyonce paired mm-hmm. up, like think of who they could have birthed. Yeah, Blue Ivy gonna be listen a beast. She going to music. I know she's gonna be a beast off the simple fact I finally saw my first picture where they photoshopped Beyonce out the picture and focused on Blue. Really? I said, God damn. Really? Where you see this at? That was, it was on Instagram something like they focused on her because she was the star of the picture. They was like, hold on, Beyonce is distracting. <laughs> and I said, damn, Beyonce wow. beyond kid. Wow. Beyond child. Every last time. Wow. And Blue just standing there on her glory like, mm-hmm. you damn right. She got it from somewhere. Beyonce this- gonna teach her. Sir and, sir and Rumi gonna have to listen to me because listen, this is my shit. That I baby mean, is in there with her mama rehearsing with oh, them dancers and everything and listening is. to her mama sing all the she, damn time. She is rehearsing. Do you know what, what people on this earth would do to be able to sit in with Beyonce on her rehearsals and Blue just walk and be like, Mommy, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before y'all rehearse. <laughs> and you know what? She's not even acting like a kid in rehearsal. She's dancing. Yeah, with the dancers. Like, you know how, like, no shade. God bless the dead. But Bobby Christina, mm. you know, she might have been there with her mom, but she picked up the bad habits. Yeah, she did. You know, she wasn't in there trying to learn yeah, how did. to hit them notes nope. and shit. And none of that shit. She wasn't trying to learn Bobby's dances and shit. Because Bobby used to be, like, effortlessly. Bobby's Bobby Brown's motherfucking, my prerogative and shit, don't be cruel. That was the, that was the shit, too. He was just like, he was just, he, it wasn't hip hop. He was more like bebop with a cross of bad boy. And yeah. he would just get on stage and he would just dance his ass off. And black girls were just going crazy about this little chocolate nigga. Now, I mean, he wasn't cute in the face. He had a face of a bulldog. Y'all can tell my, my I'm biased towards Devontae, but keep going. Anyway, he had a face of a bulldog, but he that was nigga not could, attractive. At all. And that gap, it, it said two this way, my nigga, in between the gap. It was that far apart. But what I'm saying is, though. You know what? No shade to people with gaps. <laughs> no whatsoever. Because my wife got one. My kids got one. My mama had one. I'm just saying. None of that. No no shade. No shade whatsoever. But that nigga was not cute in the face. His yeah. haircut was fly. His body was lit. The clothes he wore was lit. And that nigga could dance his ass off. He said he wasn't impressed with Whitney when he first met her. He probably wasn't. He had so much pussy. But here's the thing, though. Whitney Houston beat his ass up with the pussy. She smacked him around with it. She did. She and then she took his money. She did. I, I, Bobby had more money than she did. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know a lot of people don't know yeah, that. Yeah, a lot. If y'all don't watch that special, you know what Bobby what had the money. Bobby had all the money. When Whitney he, had the talent. She had the voice. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it didn't actualize into anything. Until beyond, she fucked around with Bobby. Yeah, because he was already on the scene. He was around since the early, you know. Because of New Edition. As a kid, yeah. New edition. So he had money from touring. He toured nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so when she came on the scene and blew up, this nigga already had his money. And she was trying to really get seen. Black 
black America really didn't fuck with Whitney they did for not. a while. They did not. She was too fucking bougie. Which was hilarious because the girl was ghetto as shit. As fuck. Underneath that Clive, Clive Davis. Yeah, power. Clive wasn't having that. Clive was Listen. like, we got to soften your ass up. Ooh, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> she was thinking shit like that with her little shoulders and she shit going. For shit. She, that's her little skinny ass couldn't dance for nothing. You know what I'm saying? To you? But you know what? She could belt out them motherfucking Listen. notes. She could belt her ass off. Listen, when I when you watch Whitney Houston sing, uh-huh. anytime a black woman can get on TV and sing the national anthem, and then they turn it into a song. I got the, it on my phone. Listen, on the motherfucking R and B radio stations yep. in the all over the United States. They yep. was playing that shit like it was a hit on the billboard. It you feel me? Star Spangled fucking Banner. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Whitney Houston turned that shit into an R&B hit. We was walking around singing that shit. Like it was a regular fucking record. The, the, look, she opens her mouth and the voice of the Lord comes out of her mouth. They said when she decided... Well, when they asked her to do the, the national anthem... Her influence was Marvin Gaye. They said she just sat down and, and just did it like a pace. Yeah. And they said she didn't even really rehearse. Mm-mm. That she was just like, this is how it's going to go. Uh-huh. And then they said she just effortlessly could do it. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And I'm just like, why wasn't I bestowed? Did you know when she gift? was little, she fell on a hanger? Yeah, and it went through her throat. They thought she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her mom thought that she wouldn't have a voice. Yeah. Because the hanger went through her throat. Look at God. Somebody, and you know what? And that's probably why you know, as, as when she finally did lose her voice, God was like, "Listen, I done gave you multiple chances, and you still found a way to fuck it." Damn, you ungrateful! God damn it, Whitney! Whitney, you was in a, a movie called The Preacher's Wife, talking about joy, 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 joy to the world. I love the Lord. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And he's looking at you like, really, 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 Whitney, really? Do you? Why are you doing coke? Okay, in your trailer, then coming out here talking about singing, I love. It. She said that in her interview with, with Oprah. She was like, "Oh, we was we was high all the time." She said, "Yeah." She was, said she got high in between each scene. She was high while she was filming. She was high during the bodyguard. Come on, that she man. Was in her tra- like they knew to knock that, on the door to make sure she was okay. That's why one of the reasons why her acting was so fucking horrible in it the bodyguard. Was. It was horrible. It's some people I realize like they're just tortured. No matter how gifted they are, mm-hmm. like they don't realize how gifted they are. Like, yeah. dude, do you know what I mean? People would kill for your fucking voice, and then on top of that, you were beautiful. Let me let me tell oh, you, you were America's standard of beautiful, and that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. Yeah, but at the same time, though, like that's what I love about Beyonce, because mm-hmm. Beyonce is like fuck y'all. In a sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all not getting ready to ruin my fucking life. You're not getting ready to ruin my kids' life. Y'all almost got my man. Becky almost got my man. Y'all not going to drive me to drugs. Y'all not. Nah, I smoke weed. Y'all not. But that's so I can deal with y'all motherfuckers. So I don't go out okay. here and snap on some of y'all motherfuckers. I got a fupa now. Okay. Yes, my husband got a big ass nose. But guess what else he got? A big ass billion dollar motherfucking bank account, bitch. Wow. <laughs> she ain't having that shit. And that's what I love about it. And I also, too, love that Tina... And still that shit in her. Like, listen, you got an empire to build. I love Miss Tina slapped Beyonce during the interview one time. I remember that. <laughs> I have loved her since then because Miss Tina didn't give a flying fuck. You are my child. I don't give a damn how famous you get. Okay? You belong to me. She humbled because Beyonce was a little stuck up in her team. I mean, you a damn millionaire. Yeah. She was like, during the Destiny Child era, I really didn't fuck with Beyonce because, like, you could see her attitude. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, Miss Tina was in every interview and she humbled the fuck out of Beyonce. Snatched that ass right in order. If she? Beyonce had an attitude, Miss Tina wrapped that interview up. Now, she, we're done. <laughs> 
And you know she yanked the fuck out because she did Beyonce hair. You know she purposely hurt her. Mm-hmm. Popped her in the head with that brush a few times. Acting oh. like you ain't got no damn this, sense. On this damn. You know, you know, do you know who you are? Do you know who I am? You what are you doing? Embarrass me. You right on the cusp. Embarrass the whole damn group. You got a whole brand. I'm about deal. two you seconds. You don't have that fucking attitude. Like you ain't grateful to be. You know I'm about two. Wanna that's, be here. that's the you black mean, mama anthem right there. I'm about two seconds off your ass. <laughs> you ain't special because you can sing. You special because you're here. Okay. Okay. You because of me <laughs> and your daddy. <laughs> we done made a whole motherfucking conversation. You understand know what I'm saying? Tea that may have never happened, but probably did happen. But we can't confirm. All I know is Beyonce whole attitude shifted, and she became a much nicer public person to the public eye. And I think that was on behalf of Miss Tina knows. Miss Tina knows gathered her edges. Okay. And was like, what she gonna do is act like you're graceful and you're gracious. You ain't gonna be no diva. And that you Because divas all fall. Okay. Look what happened with it. Whitney was a diva. Madonna was a diva. Madonna was Janet a diva. was a... Well, I don't know about well, a diva. I don't know about a diva. diva. I was gonna say, I don't wanna put Janet, Janet in there. But you know what? Let me give Janet credit where credit is due. Since I used to be her. Okay. I, I got remember. two words for you, nigga. What? Pleasure principle. I don't remember that. Oh my God! Oh Lord, have mercy! You don't remember the pleasure principle what year video? Did that come out? It don't fucking matter. You what gotta year? remember if it came out in the eighties. I don't remember any. It came of that out in the nineties, my nigga. Pleasure principle. You don't remember that song? Not really. No, no, baby. No. Principle. I wasn't really a Janet fan. This is the reason why you are the way you are today. The reason Cause why you wasn't a fucking Janet fan. What the Janet fuck Jackson, that supposed to mean? Listen, Janet Jackson and Pleasure Principle, she fucked everybody up. She fucked. It was Janet and a motherfucking chair. Okay. And oh no, I remember that. She was dancing with a chair, bitch. You yeah. see what I'm saying too? I remember that. Janet, because she was super thick. That's why. Man, my gayness came out there. Woo! Listen, yeah, changed my life. That's how you knew you liked pussy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Janet turned me all the way up. Never touched me, okay? But turned me into a gay black girl. Yes, okay, Janet. You should have went to one of her concerts. I, I did. Went. I went to the Black Cat concert. Me and two of my friends. One of them I had a huge crush on. Okay, was we this went. before she was sitting on people's faces in her concert? Yes. Oh yeah, I went to the one where she sat on people's faces. No, no, no. I didn't get yeah. to go to that. No, yeah, she strapped you to a table and inclined it. No, I had face. kids at that point, so no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I couldn't really fuck with Janet like that, heavy like that. I mean, I was listening to her music and shit, and that was great. I mean, you could left the kids at home. What you did on your free time is what you did. Okay? When you a parent, ain't no free time, nigga. But well, what I'm saying to you, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that that black cat concert was everything. Like I was, I think I was up in the nosebleed section, and I screamed out, "Jenny, we love you!" And she's, "I love you too." <laughs> My whole life changed. You're such a fan, girl. My whole life changed. <laughs> If we ever blow up and I meet them, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. You know, t- what's that child's name with the good body dancing? Tatiana. Tiana Taylor. T- yeah, Tiana Taylor. When yeah. she met Jenna Jackson, when I say humble, she was broke down. I saw that shit. And Jenna was, and Jenna's about this big, if y'all can see my hands. About this big. You know what I'm saying? She's about the size of a quarter. Jenna Jackson Most celebrities is. are small. When I, met Beyonce, when I saw Beyonce in person, she's really small. Really? She's shorter than um, your daughter. The Hell no. She's, she's shorter than the tall one. She's not shorter than big, the Woody, the big one? Oh, yeah. She's only like 5'6", five, 5'5", six, five, 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 six. No way. Yeah, it's it's the TV made some bigger than life. But didn't you tell me Jay was like 6-something? Yeah, Jay's 6-something. What that mean? She climbing that tall ass. Ew. Nasty. Ew. <laughs> Straight sex. Anyway. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> anyway. Like... Which, I mean, they're just bigger than life, though. Yeah, it's in your mind. So when you see them in person, you're like, man, you small. You look real, like a real, regular-ass person. 
but that child Tatiana Taylor, she she was broke down. Like she just started bawling and crying and shit. Like she was so humble by meeting her. And I mean, like Jenny Jackson is like music royalty. I get that uh-huh. she don't have a voice no more. Well, she still does. She's like an icon. Like she, because she did revolutionize like the whole dance and absolutely. Like there, there would be no Sierra without her. There would be no Tiana Taylor without her. I agree. Like even though I'm not a huge fan, I know that. Like, and she was one of the first to openly sing openly about sex in a crooning way as a woman. And you know what? That's what y'all remember her by. But this is what I remember Jenna Jackson by. Other than you know Penny from Good Times, Uh oh girl off of a different. what is it? It's not a different world. It was uh, with poetic justice. Poetic, but I'm talking about with Ty Bridges and oh boy. No, I don't know what you talking about? Is. What you talking about, Willis? Um, you know what I'm saying? I know who you're talking about, but I can't, I can't remember, remember every show. But I mean, other than that, this is what I remember Janet Jackson by. Listen, when the music awards would come on TV, right? Uh huh. Um, your whole motherfucking house shut down because Janet Jackson was performing. On the music, it could be the American Music Awards, it could be the MTV Awards, it could have been the Billboard Awards, it'd make a difference. It could have been the Country Music Awards, my nigga. If Janet Jackson was gonna be performing <laughs> that night, your whole motherfucking house shut down. We were sitting literally in front of the TV on the floor, like quiet as church man. We had to go through all kind of different performers, motherfuckers, the OJs, the whispers and shit, people our parents <laughs> love, motherfuckers we didn't want to see, I, I didn't want to hear, you know, certain certain songs, but if it meant I had to sit through that shit to get to Janet Jackson so I wouldn't miss her performance, and then the next day at school, oh, we talking about that shit. Did you watch the American Music Award? Did you see Janet Jackson on TV? It was everything, because she was like, she, her music, she was one with her music. She was mm-hmm. one, Jen, when Jenna Jackson gets on the floor and she dances, I hope that child, what's that child's name? Umu? What's her baby's name? Emra or Era? Whatever that child's name is. Who are you talking about? Her son that she had with the millionaire. that child name. Whatever that boy's name is. I thought it was Ahmad. Mm -mm, I don't know what his name is, but I hope he can dance like his mama. I hope he can dance like his mama. I hope he got that Jackson vibe because Janet would break it all the way fucking down to the point where, you know, we was going to school next day. We had the steps memorized, nigga. We see it on American Music Awards at night when she would do it and go to school the next day and try to incorporate that shit in whatever type of dance competition we was getting ready to have. She was amazing. So y'all remember her for her sexual phase where she was... Because it was the 90s. You know, but she gave us Let's Wait a While. Telling you to hold off on that shit. She gave us any time, any place. Right. Yeah, she She was, totally flipped the script. And then she gave us I just wanna suck it, tuck shit. Wow. It's an actual song like wow, that. That's it was very vulgar and completely I completely different like, Janet. Oh my god. And I was She gave y'all the velvet rope or some shit. Yeah, the velvet rope. Mm-hmm. I think that was a tour I went on because it was with um one twelve and that's when they released Peaches and Cream and I was like fourteen. Singing, you don't know shit about no damn. I really and cream. did not fucking know nothing about no what damn. Peaches peaches I didn't cream catch meant. on to what peaches and cream meant until I was sixteen. But I went when I was like fourteen, fifteen. I was like, "What are they talking about?" You didn't know shit about no velvet rope either. I was like a Stone Cold version, <laughs> and I didn't know anything sexual. <laughs> and then the next year, all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb went off, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And listen, when Janet came out with that music, all that sex, we was all like, "Ooh, Janet." The fuck? We didn't realize that she was trying to... Grow up. She, yeah, but also, we knew she was trying to grow up because that's what her control album was. Yeah. She was she was letting everybody know, listen, y'all not going to control me. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that was a big deal for us, too. She was standing up to her parents and to her family. Yeah. So that was iconic as well. But when she came out with all the sexual shit, 
we was like in our early 20s we was like oh why are you first of all janet are you desperate why are you singing about that shit what are you going through right now leave that at home you know what i'm saying give us some shit to dance to that's what we was looking for and she was like, y'all know it's okay to be sexual. With your nipple piercings. It's okay. and Somebody just fucked her real good and she lost her mind. You know, Beyonce did the she same thing. She might have got some dark skin dick. You know, Beyonce did the same thing. <laughs> Why you get quiet on me, nigga? <laughs> because I remember when Beyonce was all, you know, she was, you know, America's sweetheart, mm-hmm. basically. And if the album four came out and she had the Dance For You song, that was the first song to kind of hint, like, she was trying to become sexual. And then right. she dropped that Beyonce album randomly one day. Mm-hmm. And it had... um Partition. She talking about. I don't want you to see me on my knees. Okay. And we was just like, he Monica Lewinsky all over my dress. And then it dawned on us like Beyonce, thirty one. She is sucking <laughs> somebody's dick. Okay, okay. And it's Sean fucking Carter. Okay. Like, why are we so? Why are we so shocked? Because that- you know, this is this is how I knew Beyonce made the transition. Not to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I knew Beyonce's motherfucking ass made the transition when these little bitty white girls, bebop girls, and shit uh-huh. could no longer. Sing her fucking music. Yeah. Or when they had to put a, a, a explicit thing on her album. That's when I knew. Because like she had to break free. Beyonce can't keep singing dangerously in, in love. love. Oh. She can't keep singing no, 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 no. No, she cannot. Beyonce is 38. Beyonce ain't got no more bill, 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 bills. Okay. Pay my telephone bill. She had to tell y'all some erotic shit at some point. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my situation this week that started off the week. And it totally flabbergasted me. And I was just like, what? No, you went on you, a whole this, motherfucking tangent. I did. <laughs> I was like, who in the world don't know who fucking Devontae? Dev- <laughs> they, they say Devontae Swing name at the beginning of every song. Because <laughs> the nigga wrote all they songs. He made, produced all the album. You just did that thug clap shit. It was like, put some respect on Devontae's name. Right on. You probably wouldn't be here if you was born between 1990 Mm-mm. and 1995. If it, for, if it wasn't for some of that fucking music. Because they were the bad you know boys of R&B. You know what Jody music was? Fucking music. Fucking music. We could listen to it right now and get hey. it. Just- <laughs> hey! You know what it is. Shit. <laughs> Give it to daddy. Listen. I know what to do with it. Okay. So moving on to another subject. Mm-hmm. Feel free to message us and let us know your favorite 90s R&B hits. I play Jeanne to start the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but hit us up on Instagram at the lady and the stud. Let us know the music you were into. That's 90s R&B or 90s hip hop. I wasn't really into 90s hip hop. I'll be honest. Um, but moving on. Rude. What? Ice Cube. I, it wasn't Tupac. No. I did like some Biggie. Tupac. I did like a few. Biggie. It was some other. Some other. I was artists. a big little Kim. I can see that. And Foxy Brown. I can see how that would be true. But it wasn't like what um, the fuck that's supposed to mean. I mean, you know, because they they little. What does and they that were freaky, mean? And they freaky like you. I was a kid. Okay. Anyway. I just like that she cussed. <laughs> uh, it was some other artists like um, Do the Humpty Dance. Here's your chance to do the. Hump- that's who Tupac. With first digital underground, yeah, digital underground was big too. I, mm-hmm. Um, what's that other group with Biggie, Lil Kim, uh, Junior Mafia, Junior Lil Mafia, mm-hmm. Bad Boys was big with, mm-hmm. with Puffy. Listen, if you were in the music industry in the 90s and you're still alive, you are covered by the hem of mm-hmm. his garment, the blood because, of Jesus. Listen, <laughs> it was the wild fucking west in the 90s, too much. One nobody say that's why Montel Jordan singing for the Lord now. That's the reason why my mama wouldn't let me go out to California. Did you know <laughs> that Mary Mary, one of the sisters, had an affair on her husband with Tank? 
Hell no! I told you I went down the rabbit hole. I found all kinds of tea, girl. What the hell you find that shit? I found that day because she talked about when she cheated on her husband. The one, the prettier with one. Tank? With Tank. Both of them are pretty. Both of them are pretty. But don't you do that. One is prettier. Don't you do that. One is prettier. Don't you act like that. One is prettier. Okay, I'm going to just leave it at that. One is prettier. You hateful. I'm not hateful. Don't be hateful. Okay, so moving on to the next topic. (laughs) We'll talk about that off here. Mm -hmm. But I found all kind of tea. Went down the rabbit hole. Wow. Um, So in Rwanda. Oh my God. Y'all listen to this shit. They have an obsession with the explosive female orgasm. And when we say explosive. We mean squirting. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, when the men are picking out their <laughs> wife, mm-hmm. they go for heavier women because mm-hmm. they believe that they squirt, which is not true. I'm heavy. I have yet to squirt. Not to bring y'all my business. Wow. But I'm just saying I'm not a squirter. <laughs> like, wow. I'm not. Um, and my friend who's smaller is. Who? I'm not gonna tell you who. Oh, okay. I, I don't want to know. <laughs> my bad. I stepped out of my. I stepped. I stepped completely out of my own character. Because my, and you know what? I don't want to know. You know though. I don't want to know. <laughs> I do not. But here's more importantly, I want to know how you know. Because I was telling them about the article. And I was like, I don't know how to squirt. I was like, I'm just not a squirter. I was like, I realize some people are, some people aren't. And it was like, oh, all you got to do is like, shut yourself, go, I can squirt. And I was just like, hold on a motherfucking minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Damn, I'm glad I wasn't present for that conversation. Oh, it's through text message. Even still, y'all know how y'all get candid and shit with me sitting right here. Yeah, well, you're my wife. Yeah, but I mean, y'all, y'all the, you know, y'all three and shit be just having full-fledged conversations about any fucking thing in front we of do. me. Yeah, they are so fucking comfortable around me now. <laughs> They'll talk about any fucking thing. I just be sitting here like, I don't, I'm gonna go to my room. I don't want to hear this shit. Uh, <laughs> they be like, oh, well, you know, it happens. Da, da, da. It, don't, it don't happen in my world. My best friends walk around this house with no bra on. Oh, God. Underwear and t-shirts on. Like, my wife is kind of just... I'm just one of the girls, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't appreciate it. But we like family now at this point. Yeah, they be like, oh, they just kill I think there have been times when I, you know, after I've gotten out of the shower and I put my drawers and my t-shirt on, I come out here and iron my fucking clothes while they sitting out here. They don't think shit of it. Yeah, I'm you just, just, just Kelly. I'm getting dressed for work and shit. They just, yeah, oh, that's just Kelly, yeah. She getting dressed for work. I mean, who fucking cares? Oh, nobody. Yeah. So there's a documentary coming out called Sacred Water. Um, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but I'm going to try Kanyara. Is that's what it's called over there? Um, he's going into the world of Kanyara, which he discovered when he first visited Rwanda in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a custom. He learned of the custom after staying with a friend. Um, and he came across a wet mattress in the home. Mm. The practice, his friend explained, dated back more than to a century ago, more than a century ago to the third dynasty. Um, legend has it that while the king was off on an excursion, the queen summoned a guard to have sex with her, told him do it or be killed. Terrified, he began to shake uncontrollably and his penis, instead of penetrating the queen, rubbed up and down against her labia and her clit and the motion became known as Kanyaza. Mm. Provoked a gush of liquid, thus a tradition was born. Um, so they actually like teach women how to do it over there. Um, I didn't know that they elongate the lips of the vagina over there. First of all, starting at eight, they start stretching the vagina because they say that contributes to squirting. What you're not going to do is touch my little girl. 
Yeah. That's what we not gonna do. Okay. Now she don't. That means she ain't gonna be no squirter. Then I gotta send her to school over here in America. I don't know what the fuck. But you're not getting ready to touch my baby. That's what we not getting ready to do. And secondly, that's a lie. Okay. <laughs> the devil is a lie, and he lives in you. <laughs> and so it's cause it's a it's a trailer. That you can look up, Sacred Water Trailer. That would give you an idea. They even have like special herbs and things that they drink mm. to prepare their bodies to do it, to encourage it to do it. Mm. I don't think it's as simple as drinking an herb. I think either you know how to fucking do it or you don't. Here's the thing. It's not something you know how to do, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> I like how you worded it. It just happens. It you just feel happens? Like, yeah, like you don't have to have long lips. You ain't got to drink no certain herbs, no shit like that. It just happens you know what i'm saying like it is what it is you either got it or you don't i don't have it and you know what i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i love you the way you are what we do is what we do mm-hmm. we get it in our sex life is great i, I mean you know we gonna our sex life is great you ain't been feeling good lately but our sex life yeah, is great well, listen it's so great i had a headache and still fucked it okay it was the bomb too god damn I, um, I just couldn't move much it's like I got to be in one position. Right. <laughs> Had to put your head on the pillow. You know what I'm saying? Tilt that shit and then put one leg up and bow, bow. I mean, we was getting it. But what I'm saying is you got to be conscious of her head when she's not feeling good. But you ain't got to do all that shit. You ain't got to do all <laughs> Like, I was wondering. I was like, they, they call it sacred. Like, if a woman can. And, and that makes her. Like, they give people mats for their mattress. Mm. And when they become engaged. As in, like, ooh, you guys are going to be squirting. So, here's this banana mat mm. to put on your mat- mattress to catch the liquid. Wow. And, like, it's a... It's, First of all, that ain't nobody's fucking business. Well, over there, it's, it's normalized. It's not. It's not okay. Um, that ain't nothing... Why? No- you are so weird with sex. I am. Like, I'm from a different generation than you are. Uh-huh. So, like, it was just certain things. You are from the generation that had Freaknik, my nigga. Yeah, and your point? Okay, so what did, did you, you hear, like, stories and shit about Freaknik? Yes, I did. It was... It's probably best that you just heard the stories and you weren't there. But what I'm saying did is... Did you go? That's not what's important. Did you go to Freaknik? Listen. <laughs> I do not know this, you guys. Did you go to Freaknik? Listen, babe. Listen. Listen. <laughs> listen, sweetheart. Listen to me. <laughs> you can tell me your old thought days. I was never a thought. Everybody got a thought history. I was not. I was never a thought. Was you like a partial? I was not a partial One toe thought. in it? Mm-mm. I was too scared. A to little be a, freak? I was too scared to be a thought. That's how I am. I'm not too much of a hypochondriac. Dead Mar- ass. Marriage and monogamy had to be for me. Because, <laughs> listen. Sis had two one-night stands and thought my whole vagina was going to fall off. I cannot fuck freely. This pussy got to come committed. My, listen. My shit got a conscious. Mine too. Like I began investigating this shit, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Let me." A little hair bump would come out. I would call the motherfucker. Like, what'd you give me? <laughs> Awkward conversation. They were like, like, "What?" Yeah, like um, I was too scared to be one. I mean, I have I'm, again. I have four older brothers, mm-hmm. so that wasn't really optional. Then I have a sister who was a teenage mother three times. Okay. Yeah, so I was too scared. The repercussions was too real. Yeah, I was, and then my I had some friends who was kind of we didn't call them thoughts back then. Right. They was just hoes. They I was, thought there was freaks back then. Nah, they was just hoes. Being a hoe and being a freak was something two totally different okay. things. Like, you can be in a committed relationship. I'm a freak. And be, hey, I know. <laughs> First hand. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> you can be in a, in a, a monogamous relationship and be freaky. Yeah. But a hoe ain't no relationship. You just out here fucking, 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 fucking. So back then, I had some friends who went through a hoe phase. They tried to drag me into that shit. I don't think you know who my mom and daddy is, my nigga. My daddy can smell hoe from a mile away. Yeah, no. 
I, I can't come into his house with hoe on me. I can't. With hoe on you? With like hoe. a fucking fragrance? Hoe on. It's not a fragrance, nigga. It's a stench. You know what? I hate you. Hoe is not a scent. <laughs> hoe is not a fragrance. Hoe is a stench. You gotta say it like it's stench, too. It's nasty. It stinks. Smells bad. You know what I'm saying to you? <laughs> you are hilarious. Follows you from house to house. <laughs> okay? From person to person. They be like, nigga, what is that smell? But you know, that's my, you know, Victoria. No, that ain't got shit. That ain't nothing. Vicky didn't create none of that shit, nigga. You, you smell like hoe. Somebody told me that hoes smell like cow gun. You remember that spray cow gun? Take, take me, me away. <laughs> First of all, nigga, my mama used to use that shit. So that's definitely not what it smelled like. It don't smell like cow gun, okay? My mom, I can remember making, running my mama bath water. She'd be like, put some of that cow gun in there. So when I go to bed, I can smell good. So it definitely, the hoe don't smell like that. Or oh, it was a strawberries and cream of Victoria's Secret. I, my only whole phase was those two one night I couldn't go past that. After that, I was like, well, that was done, you know? I'm just saying, it like... It was fleeting, and, and it I, came and it went. I, I knew that... Uh, Dick was not for me because it was just so much that can happen to you with dick. Like, you know, you got, obviously you get pregnant, you know, you catching all kind of diseases and shit. And then girls was just out here getting stupid because dudes was just hitting them over the head with dick and then running off. And then they was chasing motherfuckers. Remember that video of that girl who was on old boy's windshield? No. You remember that video? video? And he was like, I gotta go. She's like, where you going? You know what I'm saying? You remember that video? No. I swear to God, that little girl was on his windshield. Like, don't go. Um, cause he hit her in the head with the dick. She got dick slapped. And I'm not I'm not that person. I'm not. You're not gonna do me like that. I was never impressed. I knew I was really gay because I was never impressed with dick. And I had tried a few different types. I've been impressed with dick. I wasn't impressed at all. I have been impressed with dick, but then dick made me angry. And so what I did was I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna be the dick in the relationship. And on that note, I hate you so much. (laughs) I just, I think it's because the emotional thing, Mm -hmm. and like I never could connect with him, Mm -hmm. and so it was like, you know what the worst feeling is when dick, dick and pussy that you appreciate, yeah, and that you honor betrays you. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible feeling. It changes you. You know what I'm saying? Like Uh it changes your outlook on life and shit. You look at people differently when when good dick and good pussy betray you. You motherfucker. Like, I hope your shit fall off and just fall completely out. Uh, it's, it's a horrible feeling. I've had that with good pussy. Betray you? Yes, I've had good it's pussy It's a horrible feeling. Me. And betrayal in general. Like, if it's connected to a person who has good sex, mm-hmm. it's just like, I could cut it off yeah. right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I will cut your strap off. Yeah, like, there are days when I want to take your vagina to work with me. No, sh- why? I mean, it's, it's great. I want that feeling all the motherfucking time. I mean, like, Kelly, what's in your backpack? Don't worry about it. You ain't getting none. <laughs> it's all me. Took it to work with me today. Fuck all y'all. I mean, I gave men a good swirl. I did. Before I committed to, you know, being completely gay. Nasty. I mean, I gave a few guys, you know, and I was just like, maybe it's just the men I've dated. But then I was just like, no, I like vagina. Well, I mean, you remember when Cat Williams said, you know, maybe you keep drawing ain't shit niggas to you because you got ain't yeah. shit pussy. I know for a fact, nigga, this is not ain't shit pussy. My lesbian dick is not ain't shit lesbian dick. It is not. Mm-hmm. Okay? It is prime grade A. I can't stand you. Thebomb.com. You feel what I'm saying? You like what you like. You feel me? But I think the motherfuckers that I was fucking with 
just like a lot of people underestimate me or they thought that maybe, you know, you just, we just going to hit it and quit it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't, they didn't really value what they had in me and mm-hmm. they didn't, appre- they didn't, they didn't stick around long enough to really know. Right. So, you know what? I just, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the nigga in a relationship. Okay. So I'm not, I don't get treated like it. I mean, I, I stopped that right there. You're not going to keep treating me like that, nigga. Fuck you. I can be better than you. And nine times out of ten, or ten out of ten, okay, eleven out of ten times, I'm better than most niggas. You know what? Fuck all of them. I hate you so much. Okay. So that all came from the squirting conversation. Wow. Um, I have never squirted. I want to. Why? I want to know what it feels like. Why? I want to know what it feels like. You know what it feels like. Why do you want to know, though? (laughs) Because I wonder what it feels like. Babe. What? what I feel like my orgasms are like they're like it's amazing. Take, I know they're amazing. They're amazing, but I feel like they're nice and gentle. No, they're I not, never they're not have, always gentle. I don't feel like I have an explosive one. Yeah, you, know? I, you don't have to explode in order for me to appreciate your orgasms, or in, or in order for you to enjoy the orgasms but, that you have. But I would think that explosive one just feels so much better. No, nah, don't don't get don't get wrapped up in that word explosive. Don't. Why? Because that's some bullshit. Okay, it's a lie. So don't. Why is it a lie? Don't get caught up in that shit. You know what I'm saying? They just they just trying to make that shit sound more attractive, to be honest with you. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's a play on words. Explosive female organs. Men fucking, when they come, it shoots out and everything, but they shit ain't explosive. Huh? <laughs> right, exactly. Why do women's uh, organs got to be well, blowing up? Well, because men naturally come like that. Like, they're naturally I mean, not all of them. Some, some of them, it oozes out. I don't want to picture that. But for the ones that shoots out, they shit ain't explosive. Come on now. Quit playing. All right. Let's talk about nappy dick hair. You want to talk about that? I do not want to talk about that. Okay. I mean, we can move on. I'm just saying there's some things men need to get their life together on some shit. I don't. And some some women out here need to get their life. If you have nappy pussy hair, you better take your ass in the motherfucking bathroom right now. You are so and rude. go shave right Some women fucking don't now. Want to shave? Some women Listen, are natural. Just if, even if you don't shave it all out, uh, all off, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. Leave some, smooth it out, smooth it out. You know what I'm saying? Get you some coconut oil, smooth that out. And don't no motherfucker want to be down there eating pussy with nappy with nappy hair. Like I'm just saying, I don't have nappy pussy. You do not. So I don't know. I don't I like don't a dolphin. You. If y'all saw that Instagram motherfucking post she made. Like a fucking dolphin. Newborn baby. Woo! The key is to shave your vagina with coconut oil. It is awesome. It's a beautiful situation. <laughs> and that's the thing that I love about pussy. Can I just talk about pussy for Go a minute? Ahead. I'm not just talking about any kind of pussy. I'm really talking about the supreme being of pussy, which is black pussy. What I'm saying is, is like it is meant to embrace you and to love you. And to comfort you. And to take you. I mean, it's out here giving birth to nations. Didn't we talk about that already? We did. Black pussy out here giving. And being giving birth to nations. Being changing the world. Changing lives. All kind of shit. Making white boys eat collard greens. You fried chicken. Macaroni and cheese. And not the stove top. The shit you turn me on to. The shit you got to cook it first. And then you got to cook it again in the oven. You feel what I'm saying? And then you got to put some cheese. Layers of cheese on it. It's a different. Black pussy will do some things. Black pussy will educate you. Black pussy. Are you done? Hold on. Black pussy will make you dress better and smell better. Make you get a haircut and shit. Black pussy will make you get a good job. On me, my nigga. On my life. It'll make (laughs) you get a good job. Get you get an education. You go on a debt over black pussy. I don't 
want you going debt though. You're fixing your credit. Oh yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, is that black pussy will just. It's not a bad thing when I say like education debt, like good debt, okay. not, not necessarily bad debt, unless okay. you're just out here just stupid as shit. Trick it off. Yeah, yeah, stupid shit. But black pussy is. Black pussy is everything. I love black pussy. And I ain't got no problem saying black pussy, black pussy, black pussy. All right, babe. Okay. All right. My goodness. <laughs> ain't no saying. You should, you should have no issue with it either. I don't have an issue with I it I love black all. pussy. I, I love. I know you do. Whew. So. Oh my God. It is all right. He was know, in a good mood when he made black women. R. Kelly finally got arrested. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> they have confiscated over 20 tapes. Of him with underage women. He said himself. If they they should have caught him 30 years ago. Well his bodyguard evidently had a backpack with all the tapes in it. Wow. Um, and they also kicked his two girlfriends out of his Trump And now they gotta go back to their motherfucking mama house. After they done went on TV and talked so much shit about their parents. Right man. You know you gotta have a forgiving heart as a parent. Mm-hmm. Because you know mm-hmm. it will behooves me. <laughs> When they came and rat-a-tat-tat on that door okay. to come back home to be like, we don't live here. Right. Who you? <laughs> okay. This is Jean Colleen. <laughs> they moved. They gone far away, girl. Okay. Far away. I'm not even cracking the door. I'll be like, don't you answer that motherfucking door. Like, to be like, because you already know when they get back, they're going to feel like their parents ruined their life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I would be like, they have Stockholm Syndrome at this point. Big time. It's, it's, they feel Robert is the victim, mm-hmm. even though there's tapes and tapes of him with young girls. Tell them, tell them what Stockholm syndrome is. Stockholm syndrome For those is that when don't know. you have been kidnapped or abducted by someone, or abused, or abused by someone, and you begin to have sympathy for that person, mm-hmm. and you attach to that person, and you feel like they're the victim, not the other people. Yeah, so the when people you, that they actually victimize, yeah, the people that they victimize. So when you they send that person back to their family. That person is running away from the family to get back to the abuser or the mm-hmm. kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll go to trial and be on the stand defending them and shit. That's what Stockholm Syndrome is. And it's some fucked up shit. Yeah. It really is some fucked up shit. It's yeah. a mind fuck shit. Yeah, it's a mind. It's, it's de- they have to be deprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to go through extensive therapy. I don't know if you guys caught, uh, caught that story of that baby that was kidnapped in the 90s. It was a black girl. Um, she was kidnapped from the hospital. Her family finally found her when she was like 19. And by this time, she was like thinking that this woman was her mother and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they finally prosecuted the fake mother, sent her to prison. And she absolutely hates her birth parents. Off of the fact she thinks that they harmed her mother. Mm-hmm. But her mother is not her mother. Her mother is her kidnapper. Right. When she was only like a day old. Yeah. Took her away from her family. Took her from her family. Literally snatched her and from her mama. her birth mother is like, was trying to form this relationship where they went on Ayala. And this girl is just like, don't call my mother a liar. My mom ain't a liar. And they're like, she's not your mom. Like, yeah. she needs extensive, that's Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And some people never come back from that shit. Like, yeah. you kind of just got to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. It is a fucked up. But I'm glad they finally got his motherfucking ass. Me too. Yeah, Me too. He, he just knew he was going to live the rest of his life out fucking little black girls. I hope they, when he get in, when he get in jail, um, I hope that he don't get that maximum security shit. Put him out there with the rest of the motherfucking predators. 
Oh, the pedophile. He, he found the perfect victim in black girls. Because mm-hmm. no one really checks for us. Nobody cares about little black no girls. No one cares about us when we're little girls. Usually our own parents don't check for us, you know. And for those motherfucking parents who you took your child over to R. Kelly's motherfucking place and you left your little girl with this motherfucking nigga, I hope they get your ass too. Take your bitch asses to jail. Just walk up in there and be like, fuck it. It's my fault too because you failed your own motherfucking child for the price of stardom that she never fucking got. I hope they get y'all motherfuckers. You can only imagine what he did to those girls. You know, when the videos that leaked out the unimaginable. Yeah, the, yeah. when the videos that leaked out the first time around, before they made it federally illegal to look at the videos, um, it was, you know, you peed on somebody. Come on. You, you, he didn't pee. You peed on her face. Yeah, he peed in her mouth. Yeah. You nasty motherfucker, you. You pee. And you know what? It's some grown women out here who would have let you do whatever you the do fuck whatever you, want you to wanted do. to do. But that don't turn him on. He don't want no 30-year-old or women his own motherfucking age. He could have got him a 25-year-old nigga. A 21-year-old. Nigga, she's grown. She's grown. It's legit. Now, she's stupid? Perhaps. Maybe. But she's grown. Listen, they can't take you to jail for that. She could have been 20. She's a consenting adult still. Come on, man. But he went and got a little girl. And did that to her. A little black girl. Now, imagine if these were white girls. The outrage. Listen, he would have been burned at the motherfucking state. Lynched. Uh, tarred and feathered, my nigga. He would have been uh, criminal number one, <laughs> America's most yeah. wanted, nigga. He would have been public enemy number one had he fucked had he fucked white girls, little white girls, little thirteen year old white girls like this. But no, but because he's R. Kelly, the R and B singer, you know what I'm saying to you. And these were little black girls. Oh uh, well, he's not. I mean, he's not doing anything. Well, the wrong. responsibility gets put on a girl. Well, they were fast. Oh yeah, that's you it. can't tell me them girls ain't been fucking. Look how they fuck. Listen. You you don't know. Either, regardless if they were fucking. It don't matter. They're still little girls. Exactly. Regardless. It's, it was still underage. It was still a predatory yeah. act. It was still a uh, statutory rape. He was, it was still, he was still a fucking pedophile. You yeah. know what I'm saying to you? The bottom line is, is that his motherfucking ass knew. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. Well, those girls was fast. Da, 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 da. Don't know 13-year-old girl, little girl, know how to catch a grown-ass motherfucking man. A real grown-ass. Because no. there's some grown women out here that don't know how to catch a grown motherfucking uh-uh. man. But his motherfucking ass knew that them little, they were little girls. Yep. I don't care how cute they were, how developed their body were. I don't care if they were 13, look like they 18. Motherfucker, you knew that they was little girls. Yeah. And you fucked them little girls and, like they was grown women. And the thing was, he was known to go to the high school and junior high school. They knew to find him at McDonald's. Who else goes to fucking McDonald's but kids? Predators. Like, they said that was his hangout spot. Like, yeah. when he got out of jail in January, this nigga went to the same McDonald's and ate food there. Yeah. Predator. Like, as if to rub it in people's face. Like, he's a predator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talented, he's gifted, but he's also sick. Yeah. And that is what it is. Didn't one of his people say they had to give him something, like shots or some shit, so he wouldn't have those desires for... Remember that? Remember that shit? I want to say, yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about? What, who, R. Kelly? Yeah, like somebody in his in his camp gave him like shots or some shit. Yeah, he tried something to help him. To help suppress. Suppress his urges. urges. He has a, this. he's he's sick. He likes little girls. He's a, he doesn't a fucking even, monster. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like he doesn't even, like when I saw him change that one girl into a stud. Yeah. 
that was a whole mind fuck he did to mm-hmm. her. That girl can never recover. No. She don't even know who the fuck she is. Mm-mm. He started when she was like 16. Mm-hmm. And he made her turn into the stud. And had her fucking girls with straps while he fuck Like, all kind of shit came out. Yeah. That girl is so mentally warped now. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what her sexual identity is. She, she even worse... Because he did what he did to her and turned her into whatever, you know, a stud, whatever the case may be. She will never know what her life could have been like. All right. A normal, and not to say that being a stud is abnormal, but let's... Well, when it's forced on you. Well, yeah, when it's forced on you. It's it's different when you you become a stud or you become a masculine woman naturally. Yeah. You kind of transition into your phase. Like, if y'all went to our Instagram page, you'll see I put my picture up from where, when I was younger to... You know, my it's, it's a trend. What we call a transition picture, right? Yeah. So you know, it's something that happened naturally. It was a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody forced me to be a masculine woman. Nobody turned me into a masculine woman. There was I didn't flip a switch one day and all of a sudden I'm a nigga now. No, that's not the case. Uh-huh. It happened naturally. But this little girl was a little girl when a grown ass motherfucking man and R. Kelly's a big dude. Yeah, he is. I met dude. that nigga in person at the gym. In Indianapolis, mm-hmm. him and his boy came in there to play. I was me and me and my daughter were in there shooting around. Mm-hmm. She just happened to go to the bathroom, thank God, because mm-hmm. she was a teenager at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you seen what she looked like? Mm-hmm. She got the body of a grown up fucking woman, even at sixteen. Mm-hmm. Thank God she was in the bathroom, and that nigga came in there talking about, "Hey, can we use the court? Take this motherfucker." I was like, "Oh my, that's our kept I was, I was starstruck, mm-hmm. right? This is before I knew all this shit, right?" Because I'd have looked at that motherfucker and been like, you a motherfucking monster. Let me go find my daughter. You fucking bastard. Mm-hmm. Woo! He's a big dude. He is, yeah. He's a big he's motherfucker. Like 6'4", ain't he? Yeah, he's a big motherfucker. And he's not skinny. Not at all. Not skinny at all. Yeah, he looked like a big-ass silverback. That motherfucker big. Dead ass. But it's it's unfortunate. And it's this, like uh, in that interview with uh, the lady who did the, the series, yeah. I heard one of the people who were being interviewed say the, the system failed those little girls. Mm-hmm. Their parents failed those little girls. Mm-hmm. And of course, R. Kelly. All, yeah. of the, all of the people in his camp. Because at some point, those girls thought that he was like, some of them did want to be singers. Mm-hmm. You know, thought that, you know, oh, I met R. Kelly and he's going to, you know, at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 you don't have the capacity to think like somebody's going to do this to me. Even right. if, you know, even if you think you being fast, mm-hmm. you don't think a grown ass man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so in their mind, they may have been thinking, Oh, this is how I'm become a star. I'm gonna be famous. You know, I'm other women it. have had to do it to get to, you know, yeah. to get to their stardom. And you turn into a whole ass sex slave where you can't even see your family. Come on, man. You got to pee in a bucket in the corner. You stomping for food in a corner and shit? Come on, man. Come on. You fucking in a black room. That's not normal. I don't want that stardom. Yeah. And I I don't want my child to have that kind of stardom. Right. Because it scars them. Listen, my child said something to me. She said, Mommy, I watched that series. And the parents were talking about, well, she's 18 now. I can't run up in there. She said, I looked at my friend. We was watching the series. She said, I looked at my friend. She said, I saw my friend straight up. My mama wouldn't have gave a fuck about 18. Okay, 18 don't mean shit to my mama. 21, 24 don't mean shit to my You mean tell me you got my daughter held up in here against her will? Listen, my mama came down here, dialysis and all. <laughs> and I'm 34. Peeing on motherfuckers, if okay? If she ain't heard from me in a year, she's killing my ass. 
Where the fuck is my daughter? She, she gonna send your brother after me, nigga. <laughs> Dialysis and, and all. <laughs> I'm coming in that motherfucker spraying for mine. You feel what I'm saying? Ready tat tat that ass. And they were throwing rocks at the window. Fuck, and... fuck about a motherfucking window. Fuck you. Fuck that rock. I'm bringing my and... whole motherfucking family to to a motherfucking Atlanta to your house in Atlanta. I'm a eBay a grenade. Let somebody try it with a kid. I don't think you understand what I'm saying to you. You can buy anything on the internet. <laughs> Anything. Anything. Okay. Okay. On that note, we're going to have a motherfucking rocket shooter. Oh, that shit. Get my babies out of there. And we are back. Yeah, we are. Is it warm in here, do you? I'm okay, but you know, I don't get. Are you warm? Woo, I'm hot. You hot? I'm having a flash. Pretty hot and tempting. (laughs) So I hope (laughs) we're wrapping up that. All I have to say is I'm glad justice is finally coming through. Yeah. It should have been happening. Stop abusing black girls. Stop saying that we're fast and everything. And you know what? All girls go through. Everybody goes through. Not just girls. Boys go through a fast stage. I mean, they think it hard. All they got to do is think. Yeah. You know, you go through a point where you're sexually discovering things. I mean, it happens. But that doesn't give an adult the permission to take advantage of your curiosity. It doesn't give... uh, an excuse and also doesn't remove the responsibility of those parents the minute i listen everybody knew what r kelly was about by the time some of these girls got got absolutely why the fuck were you still taking your child to see him in his studio and you know that's like taking fucking a whole large piece to one of them 600 pound light people you know that's their weakness and you know they're gonna fuck it up they're gonna find a way to get it come on Stop taking your children to the pedophiles. And stop letting them motherfuckers come to your house and eat dinner with your fucking family. Black families need to call these motherfuckers out. <coughs> they need to call them out. They need to whoop their motherfucking ass. You know, they the pedophiles are the people who hurt the kids. and They need to get what they fucking deserve. Period. Point blank. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying, like, they protect them. Yeah. They protect them. Like, yeah. oh, well, that person would never do that. Your child is telling you, I am not comfortable around this person. I don't want to go over their house. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable going to grandmama's house when they, who's going to be there? If your child is nervous yeah. about spending time with your family members, you should need, you need to be questioning that shit. You need to go confront that motherfucker. Why is my baby scared to come over here? What the, what's the motherfucking problem? Pay attention to how your children move. Mm-hmm. If you have an infant and this child is not able to communicate but all of a sudden, they know to cross their legs. That's a, that's a sign. That's a sign. That's a red flag. Something's wrong. Somebody's touching her. And Somebody's she, touching him. And her instinct is to close her legs. Whenever she gets changed. When she gets changed. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. If you have a child that all of a sudden starts peeing on themselves out of fear. Yeah. And they never did when it before. When certain people were around. Yeah. They get real scared and nervous. That's a sign. Right there. If you have a child that shuts down around one gender. Mm-hmm. I was known for that. I shut down around men. Nobody knew why. I just did not. I, I couldn't deal with men. Um, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. It's a reason. That child didn't just wake up one day and become scared of men or scared of women. Yeah. Something happened. To them. To them. By that person. And now they have a fear of that whole gender. We walking around here like we don't see the fucking signs. Like we don't notice the shit. Like that couldn't be real. But it is. And it's happening to innocent kids. And it's, and people are like, oh, well, it's been happening. That's even fucking worse. Right. Right. That don't excuse it. And the thing is, I understand parents can't have eyes everywhere at all times. No, they because can't. Because abuse can happen anywhere. Yeah. School, counselors, family. In your own motherfucking house. In your own house. house. You know, 
Um, but have that communication line open where you discuss it so frequently that they know they can talk to you. Yeah. You know, don't let someone scare them into thinking that if they tell you, you know, they, you're going to be mad at them. Have it to where you, you know, does have you ever been touched? You know, explain to them what touching means. Mm-hmm. Explain to them, have you ever felt uncomfortable with somebody touching you? I mean, and if you can do it before it happens, yeah. so they'll know yeah. that it's wrong if somebody ever approaches them and tells them yeah. that this is something that they want to do to them, or they don't even tell them, they just all of a sudden start touching their little kids. Yeah. You're, suddenly, you're touching your kids, your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, whatever, your little cousin. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who it is. You know, you need to let them know, hey, this is wrong. And yeah. you are not wrong. Yeah. You are not at fault. It's not your fault because that other person is a grown-up. They know yeah. that what they're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You can trust me and come to me and tell me. Yeah. You're not going to be in trouble. We need, to, we need to comfort those children and let them know it's okay. Stop putting them in positions that can go horribly wrong. I remember when I was a kid, I had this one favorite cousin who used to come over. He was a big man. Like, he was so funny and jolly, and he would always joke and tickle me and stuff like that. Come to find out, when I was grown, he had went to prison for rape. Wow. And this man was left in the house with all my grandmother had was granddaughters. And we were all around the same age, and he would just walk in. And it's just like, why would you? I can understand, you know, people go on Saturday time, and they can change. Mm-hmm. But why put them in a situation that you got five girls yeah. in the house a handicapped grandfather that can't even talk yeah and this big six foot five 300 pound man who was in prison for 20 years for rape around around five little girls and th- you wouldn't this nigga wouldn't have been able to walk down my motherfucking street i don't care how friendly he was that ain't and point. i thought about it as an adult i'm like that could have been horrible yeah he could have killed all y'all he could have raped all y'all and killed all y'all we were little, and we would run from the because usually it was like our grandfather was in the bedroom. We would run out the shower to run down the basement and get our stuff, our clothes, and we just have like a towel on. That could have been bad. And he would just be sitting on the couch, living out his motherfucking fantasy. He would just be sitting on the couch in the middle of the couch. Hey, hey, girl. Mm-mm. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about right there. Like y'all gotta use common sense. It's I, like black families are scared. It is. It's like they don't want the person to feel bad. It's like they're in fear yeah. of retaliating against a person who violated somebody that they say they that that they say they they are here to love and protect. Mm-hmm. They don't follow through. Yeah, with that, mm-hmm. and that's the problem because they're so afraid of what's going to happen to them if they do follow through. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got a child that becomes an adult that has trauma now. They yeah. has to figure out. I still don't know what the fuck all happened. Yeah. To, you know, with yeah. me and men. Yeah. But you have to try to untangle this web of on your why own. I'm this way yeah. and how do I solve it? And sometimes you don't solve it. Like my wife knows I'm not comfortable around a lot of men. Yeah. Um. She thought I think at first she didn't know it was as bad until she saw how it frees up around men. She's not secure around certain other type of people. Mm-hmm. Certain people make her little funny. Yeah. You know, and you got to figure out how do I deal with that as mm-hmm. an adult, and you don't even really know the root because you done buried it. Yeah, you know, you done buried and buried and buried it. You just figure, well, this is how I am. That and it's not. It's not how you are. You were made that way. Someone forced you into that mind space and in that position, mm-hmm. and now you have to figure out how to fix it on your own. Yeah, <coughs> and you don't even know. You can't readily identify what it is that you're fixing. Right. That's the fucked up part. It's like a big question mark. Yeah. 
But and, you know it's bad. And here's the thing. Then when you finally figure this shit out and you ready to confront it, mm-hmm. motherfuckers got the nerve to question you. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you say something 20 years ago? Bitch, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on 20 years ago. Right. But now that I feel, I'm 20 years ago, I was 10, nigga. Mm-hmm. Or 20 or 30 years ago, nigga, I was whatever. You know what I'm saying? And now that you've grown and you didn't got the necessarily counseling, you didn't cry about it, you figured it out, you finally understand what happened and you ready to confront that motherfucker. People have the goddamn nerve to say, so why you wait so long? Right. Maybe I was too scared then as a child to bring it to anybody mm-hmm. because I thought I was going to get in trouble. So a 10-year-old is supposed to advocate for themselves? Right. Or a 7-year-old or 8-year-old yeah. or 12-year-old or 13-year-old is supposed to advocate for themselves? Right. They can barely put sentences to get fucking sentences together. They okay. don't even know what's happening. I don't even I don't care how smart they are. Yeah, they don't even know what's happening when that's going on. Like when we talked about this at the beginning of the year, we talked about like the situation with the man who used to follow me home. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize I didn't I had buried what that man had me do to him. Yeah. Until we had that conversation. Yeah. Like, that's how a kid mind works. Like, mm-hmm. to survive what you went through, mm-hmm. you compartmentalize. Or you black it out. Or you black it out. And so, this happened to me at, like, 12, yeah. 13. And all of a sudden, at 33, I remember, oh, he used to have me jack him off in the car with a cock ring. Mm. I don't remember that man's name. None of that. But he would just hang out by my bedroom window. He would drive up behind the house and honk the horn. Mm-hmm. He would stalk me. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. But at tw- I had completely blacked it out. Yeah. So, 13, 14, 15, 20s, 30s, 33, it pops back up. When the R. Kelly thing started. Yeah, yeah. It triggered it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh. And I bet you that R. Kelly thing triggered a lot of people. It triggered a lot of women. Yeah. All of a sudden, their memories Comes were jogged. Back. Yeah, they were jogged, and all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's who such and such. Well, he used to come over to our house for dinner all the time. Did he he took me for a ride in his car. I remember the color of his car. I remember what he smelled like. I remember what he wore the first he time was, he did. He would it. take me out for ice cream, or he was best friends with my brother, or he was a preacher in our in our at our church, mm-hmm. or he was my cousin or she was my auntie or she was you know what i'm saying because yep. women do that shit women too. Do it too women do it women do it too just as much and it's it's fucked up it's bad it's bad but you know what you are not some fucking lost cause because this happened to you right you are not and you can't and it's unfair for you to live your life out like you are somebody who can't be loved mm-hmm. because something horrible happened to you when it, when you was a kid if if, if my wife and i haven't haven't said anything else we always encourage people to get counseling yeah we do listen black pride is horrible it will stop you from getting the treatment that you need you you will tell yourself well I'll have to, if i just work it out, I, i'm a workaholic i work through all my motherfucking problems mm-hmm. my wife knows if i can just get up and go to work everything's gonna be all right and i'm gonna run i would travel I'll travel my problems yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. She'll go to 10 different motherfucking countries. Listen, <laughs> come back so exhausted. I ain't got time to think about yeah, shit. Yeah. But it was something about that when that documentary happened. And I think that was the connection made that that's where my fear of men came. Mm-hmm. Was that guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember him pulling me into his basement mm-hmm. and all that other shit. So, you're not a lost cause. Get your help. Yep. Talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's not about trying to always go and find a person. I found my closure when I finally was able to talk about it with my wife. Yeah. And I was able to figure out, okay, why am I so scared around men? Mm -hmm. Like, my wife had to coach me. 
to go to a barber shop, y'all. Yeah. Like, it was that bad. Yeah. Because I didn't like to be around men, and I just didn't know why. I just, like, I'm super gay. <laughs> that wasn't it. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> a, it. A, a Chester fucking molester got me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to talk about it. If it's not enough to talk about it with your spouse or your friends, talk about it with a trained professional. They got apps for it. If you can't, if you don't have time to go into an office... They have apps now where you can get therapy mm-hmm. over your fucking phone. For like 50 bucks. Yeah, like you're worth it. Yeah. You motherfuckers is out there like, who got $50 to spend? You are worth the motherfucker. Yeah. You are worth that motherfucking $50. You're worth more than that. Your peace is worth it. Your, your peace, peace of mind, yeah. knowing that you can consciously understand where the root of your fear comes from. Mm-hmm. It, there's, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. So at this point, at this stage in our life, in technology in general... We don't have no motherfucking excuses to not get the kind of counseling that you need and that you deserve so that you don't pass that same fear, anguish, hurt, pain yeah. onto your children, yeah. onto your spouse who only wants to love you, really protect you, really provide for you. But now they got to carry the burden of the issues that you couldn't face, your family didn't want to face, that you hid. You know what I'm saying? Your family might have known about it and hid that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you are too scared to step up to the plate and say, you know what, I got to talk about this with somebody, with somebody like who is like a biased. Yeah. You, are, you know what I'm saying? Unbiased. Unbiased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's unbiased about the mm-hmm. shit and can give you a professional opinion about it. And you know, if I date, date therapists, what I mean by date a therapist is find the therapist that's for you. Yeah. Because I went to about three different shrinks and nobody figured out why I had this fear of men. It wasn't until the trigger happened. And then I use a text therapy app. Mm-hmm. I pay $50, $75 a month. And I talk to somebody through text twice a week if needed. That's what's up. Um, but it helped, you know, because sometimes you can go to the wrong therapist. They can make shit worse. Uh, I, remember you went, I remember you went to someone yeah. that literally made you feel horrible. Yeah. She, she tried it. Yeah. She tried it. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Dead ass, I was. And I mean, because she got an attitude with me because some things were happening between me and my kids. Mm -hmm. And I took a certain action and she got mad at me because I did it. And that made her biased. Yeah, it did. And she cut cut our session short. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying to Mm -hmm. you? Like, she was like, oh, well, you know, so what time next week? I was like, "Ain't ain't no next week. Fuck you, bitch. You just cut our session 15 minutes short. And I could see the attitude in her body language. Mm hmm. In her anger. She was like, well, what do you mean? What's happening? I was like, I'm not, I'm not coming back here. A- absolutely not. Because I can see the, your irritation in your body language mm-hmm. and in your tone. We got 15 minutes left. And you got an attitude with me because of something I decided to do. With my, you're supposed to be helping me work through these issues. When I tell you I walked out of that office, she was red as a motherfucking beat. And you never really talked to me fully about what happened that Mm-mm. day. Yeah. All I remember you saying was like, I'm not going back to her. Nope. Pure trash. And it took me a while. Like, I, I found one down here when we first got here. Um, and she's transgender. Okay. Um, That's what's up. And she was a good therapist. You know, she was just a little too high for my price range. Okay, okay. Um, but find the right one. Like, I know I only want to speak to black women or black women who are of the LGBTQ community. I feel so safe with black women. Um, I don't, even though I'm working through my issues with men, I still don't feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm knowledgeable as to why, but I don't want to go into a session with a wall up. Yeah. Um, so, date your de- therapist. It's like, it's like finding a black female gynecologist. Yeah. Unicorn. Man, that's a good point. Man, I'm just saying. Like, let me I just... remember I had one that hurt me. I think she did the shit on purpose. Seriously? A white one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't like white men down there. Absolutely not. It's too sacred. Yeah, yeah get yeah. away from it. Mm-mm. They too. They, they 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 too fucking perverse. I don't care how good and honest they are to their fucking community. Anytime they see a black woman and a black woman's vagina, they immediately think something freaky. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Okay? No. And yes, I'm generalizing all of motherfuckers. Yes, I am. Bottom line is, is that if you find a black female gynecologist, you keeping her for the... You following her. I don't care where she go. She could be out of the country. My appointment is going to be in Timbuktu on Tuesday at what time? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Positively. She, She can't ever go fucking go out of business. Imagine if you could find a black female therapist. Oh, there are, you can, it's an app. Oh, yeah, messages. There is an app I can suggest for you guys. Come on, bring it. But go ahead and message me because we're not sponsored by them or anything. We are not. Post the ad out there for the free. Yeah. Um, But message me. I can link you. But there is a website that connects you to black therapists in your area. Yes. I will send that to you guys. I need that shit. I know I'm going to send it to you too. It's a pod. They got a podcast too. The lady who started it, she has a podcast and she gives away free sessions to those who can't afford it. And I found a black female gynecologist. How, why ain't you tell me that shit? Listen, don't come for me. I ain't saying for you. <laughs> okay? Don't do that. Well, on a lighter note, we who watched the last episode of Pose. I did. Me. Okay. Pose was everything. Spoiler A spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Candied girl has passed on. She Man. was killed um, in the last episode yeah. um, by a John. Left her in a hotel room in the closet. Yeah. Um, and that led us down the rabbit hole again. Okay. I'm the rabbit hole queen. <laughs> like, listen, y'all ever want me to get to the bottom of some shit? I like investigating. Lord, have Give me a keyword well, and I'm gone. You a black woman, so that just comes naturally. So that led me to Paris is Burning. If y'all ain't seen that shit, y'all need to watch that shit. On is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yes. I had never. I've heard of Paris is Burning. I never watched it. My cousin turned you on to it. She did. Her <laughs> cousin was like, "If you like Pose, girl, you need to watch Paris is Burning." And Paris is Burning kind of explains the ballroom scene in the LGBTQ community. I never really understood it, being that we're from the Midwest. The gay lifestyle is not embraced like that. Um, we didn't really have the freedom type. We don't have clubs really. Yeah, you know, like you There's have a no night. Right. There's no nightlife. You might have a night, you know, gay night at a club or yeah. gay night at a bar, but, but you don't no... have a whole Mm-mm. community that's open like that. So, Paris is Burning goes into the, the drag queen culture and the transgender culture um, and the ballroom culture. And we learn finally what all of it meant. Because my wife used to always ask, like, well, what what's this category? Because mm-hmm. when we watched Pose, she was like, well, what's all these categories? <laughs> and, you know, I always say it's a gay black man that lives inside of me. It's about understanding the culture. Yeah. It really educates you, like, where Reed comes from, where Shade comes from. Uh, what else did he talk about on there, babe? Um, Reed comes from Shading, because Shade came first. Yeah. Reading comes from shading. I thought it was shade came from reading. Reading comes first. Yeah. And then shade comes from reading. Yeah, that one came from, from Dorian Corey, um, who come to find out the episode in Pose where what's oh, Electra mm-hmm. had killed that man or found a man dead and buried him in her closet. That lady who was in Paris is Burning, Dorian Corey, is actually based on her story. It's a true story. It's a true story. When she died, they went in her closet and they found a body that had mummified that was in a suitcase for over 15 years. Yeah. Um, so that episode of Pose is like correlating to that. And then the episode that just happened, um, they're tying it in with um, 
Venus uh, Evangelista, I mm-hmm. think her name was. Extravaganza. Venus Extravaganza. Um, so what did you learn from Paris' burning? Um, I learned that our culture uh, is deeply rooted. Like, we are a different... I mean, I knew this already, that we're a different kind of people. Yeah. But I love that, how, of course, how inclusive we are, but... Like, we have our own language. We do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our, our culture, our gay culture, we have our own language. Yeah. And I hate that sometimes we can be so accepting of everyone else. Right. When everyone else is not accepting of us. And how they steal from us. Yeah. And they make money off of it. Off of it, yeah. When, when Vogue came out with Madonna. She stole it from them. Listen. Went to the clubs. And stole it. So in the episode of Pose, when they said the world is watching us, it's because music directors, dancers, artists, all these people were going into these ballrooms, watching them compete. What did ballrooms say? It taught us what ballrooms stood for. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. And they were copying what they saw them do. Yeah. And literally taking their lifestyle and making millions off of it while most of them were homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, not not making any money. They were rejected by society, rejected yep. from jobs. Yep. You know, your apartment complex could have kicked you out back then. Absolutely. And it wasn't um, shit you could do And it was nothing it. you can do. And so, they do steal from our... I don't know. Watching Paris is Bernie. I, I never had a problem with transgenders. Um, but it gave me another soft spot for them. Mm-hmm. Because you realize how unique they are and like how much at war they have to feel within themselves Mm -hmm. and how isolated they have to feel. Like everything around, we already feel like something's wrong with us at one point or another because we're gay. Mm -hmm. Like what makes me like women? You know, why couldn't I just, my life would have been so much easier maybe if I married a man or something like that. Yeah. You know, you have these thoughts like why couldn't I have been attracted to men? Maybe, you know, um, but then to be a transgender, feel like you're in the wrong body. Right. You know, like... I work with somebody who's transgender. And when I say I love her so much, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) She looked like an old rich white lady. Or a rich... She looked like a a rich white lady. Mm -hmm. But she sounded like a black woman when Mm -hmm. she talked. Okay? Dressed like... She dressed like a black woman sometimes. Every Mm -hmm. once in a while. Just swag. Just all day. But when I say her, her spirit... It's so beautiful and she's so kind. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to cross this motherfucker. Because she Mm -hmm. will cut you. It's so beautiful. Like I love her so much. I've I've have I have a special place for gay men, and it, a special place for transgenders. Um, just I have a, a different respect, mm-hmm. you know, because like my wife always said, I can hide in plain sight. Yeah, nobody ever knows. My wife has a harder time. You know, they know looking at her straightforward. What I don't. She is. I don't hide no more. And I'm not trying to hide. I'm just me. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I totally understand. I mean, that's the same with every family. Yeah. Yeah, like, y- y'all ain't trying. Y- you're just yourself. Yeah. Just like I am myself. Yeah, but yourself is very obvious. Yeah. Who you are. And then you have, you know, transgenders live in this fear, you know, of being outed, mm-hmm. you know, and excluded. Mm-hmm. And then rejected from, I was listening to one podcast and it was a transgender uh, man on there. And he said, you know, you can't date lesbians because they want a woman. And then you date a straight woman, she want a real man. Mm-hmm. You know, so who do you date? Yeah. You know, it puts them in this weird space. Space, yeah. You know, and they feel the minute they transition, lesbians reject them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they can maybe date a woman, but then eventually she's going to wonder, like, hold on. Why ain't you got a dick? Yeah. 
You know, so then she has feels the need to explain that to people. And then the surgeries that they go through. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, you have to be... You have to be, like, really passionate and know your real truth and want to live and walk out your real truth to know Mm -hmm. that you're going to go into this operating room Mm -hmm. and go from being male to female. Mm They're going to cut your dick open. Roll the skin back. You know what I'm saying? They're going to do a whole lot in order for you to have a vagina. Or if you're going from female to male, to know that after that surgery, you still can't penetrate. Yeah. Like, you got to be... It's a different level of understanding and living. Like, I think my wife and I had talked about this early on in our relationship. And I told her that if I had not had children, I probably would have transitioned from female to male. Mm-hmm. But because I did have kids and my life did take a different course, I chose not to. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like she said, in the Midwest, there is no gay life. So to transition from female to male and to have children, like, it, to my family, I would have shamed them. Yeah. And they probably would have tried to take my kids as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm as masculine at this point in my life as that I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could be more masculine, I probably would, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But um, to know that there are young men and young women out there transitioning, mm-hmm. you know, having sex changes, things like that. Or, you know, just men and women, period. Because they've accepted their truth. They want to live their life out who they are. Yeah. as who they really are inside. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's bravery. It's very brave. That's very courageous yeah. of you to do that. And, and I mean, and then on top of that, the things that you suffer through. Speaking of suffering, um, did you see the alert on our page about a week or two ago? I think it was the day before my birthday. Um, it was a transgender man. Um, she just turned 21. She was in the military. Okay. She went out for drinks with her friend, someone she knew, mm-hmm. to celebrate her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, he put something in her drink and raped her in a field. No, I did not see that. And she has transitioned mm. to a he. Mm-hmm. And a f- he was a, he's a marshal in the United States Air Force mm. and raped her in a field wow. and beat her. Um, and so she was asking for people to help her move, Mm -hmm. um, just shit like that, you know, you know, you realize like in order for them to live their truth, you know, they're so vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, people, you know, feeling the need to prove a point. Well, you still a woman yeah, or you're still a man and you're still a fucking monster, but even more so the fact that they can't go to the authorities right? and someone believe them because people are judging them. Or just determined that they're not going to help them because of how they live out their life, which is nobody else's fucking business. Right. It's none of your fucking business. The mm-hmm. law was broken. A person was, was violated. Violated. violated by, and, and she took pictures of the night. Like she showed the drinks. And she was like, he put something in my drink. And she showed her in, her in the ambulance where her eyes was rolling back all beat up and mm-hmm. everything. Um, pants pulled down. And, you know. Who found her? She didn't go into depth about that, but it got the, it, it actually went viral. Mm-hmm. Like people started really trying to help her get out of it or help him mm-hmm. get out of that situation. Sorry for my pronoun slip. Sorry. Um, Sorry, you guys. Sorry. But it, like I say, it gave me a, a different space to hold, you know, transgenders. Cause you guys have a whole nother plight that you fight and we love you. We love you. I would never understand it because I don't live it. It's not my life, but I can't empathize. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, 
we in season two we are about to wrap up season one yeah we're gonna take about a two week break are we taking just two weeks i thought we was gonna take a month well i ain't gonna say a whole month like two three weeks you see who controls the podcast i do you see who the boss is (laughs) we got to give the people what they want that's it um but we're going to have a few interviews coming up we will be interviewing a sexologist (laughs) so if you have any questions about sex and this is a weird segue but i'm gonna go ahead and keep going Mm -hmm. um if you have any questions about sex um, I'm gonna ask her all the questions about. <laughs> Plus, I'm gonna talk to her about squirting. I'm gonna talk to her. Oh my about god! All kind of things. I'm gonna ask her about writing. I'm just gonna sit. Size. I'm just. I'm just here for the comments. No, I want you. You, you have to be an active participant. You're the co-host. Okay, man. Um, and then we're also interviewing a transgender man who has transitioned. And I know I've had questions instead of, you know, and they're open to the questions. You know, they're willing to educate people on things they may want to hear or know or learn about. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now I'm just beginning to dig through. I'm going to get some interviews going for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. we guys can bring you another side of Lady in the Stud. That's right. Where it's not just us rambling while we're high or drunk. Um, Which we are neither at this moment. I either I'm about to drink me a diet Arnold Palmer bitch, and I'm about to drink me take some Advil and some fucking uh, Xanax and go to bed. <laughs> um, I guess I gotta get my work clothes out for tomorrow, but I'm smoking before I go to bed. Fuck the dumb shit. And I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna watch TV till I go to sleep. Um, but that pretty much wraps up tonight's episode. I know I have more stuff, but we went on a little bit of a tangent. We did. Um, but that's okay. We missed you guys. Um, thank you to those who have reached out to see if I'm feeling better. Um, it's an ongoing battle. Continue to send your love and your light and your prayers. I appreciate it. Austin, mm-hmm. prayers to my wife for her strength because she deals with the shit. Um, <laughs> and she's carrying me like I have never seen her carry me before. This is what this is what married people who people in a marriage who love one another. I was about to say it's a lot of people married who ain't they, doing they don't that. love each other. But this is what two people when you love someone, this is what they do. This is how it's supposed to be. I'm not perfect. Like, I don't know how to cook. And so my wife has been suffering with <laughs> ham sandwiches and turkey sandwiches with chips and cookies. Like, she, we in the third grade and I shit. I just spent my dinner and she'll give me a juice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I done lost some weight. I make a mean bowl of cereal, goddammit. So. But, uh, <laughs> she's been suffering in, in that sense as well. But there isn't anything I wouldn't do for her. Period. And I love you. And I just want this. I just want it to go away. And I want you to be better. Because not not because of who you are in our marriage or in our home, those things are great. I don't. It's hard for me to watch my wife suffer in pain. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's because it, I'm useless. Like I feel helpless. Like there's nothing that I can do to make it stop. And that's very difficult. Um, and if anybody out there who who is married or in a committed relationship, you've had to watch the person that you love suffer in excruciating pain. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, this is what she's been going through. So, like she said, just keep her lifted up, high and lifted up. Um, keep her prayed up. Send some good energy our way. You know, if you want to send some comments under our page, or if you want to DM her, or whatever the case may be, the lady in the stud on Instagram or Facebook page, whatever the case may be, you can send us an email. Whatever it is, send some good energy her way because she needs it. Yeah. I have gotten the emails from those of you who are asking me to do help you out with some travel. I am taking a hiatus. I do not feel well enough to plan an itinerary right now. Um, I did get the message though, um, so I'm sorry. Hopefully, I'll be back up and running in a couple of months. But you know, you gotta take heed when the universe tells you to rest. That's it. It's time for you to rest. That's so it. my brain is literally overworking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't do nothing but sip tea. 
and lay in the bed and be rubbed by my wife. That's it. So that's the life right mm-hmm. now. On that note, you guys have a safe night. Sorry for the late upload. I was medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, we will talk to you guys next Sunday to wrap up season one. Send us your R and B hits. Yes, from the nineties, you guys. We may play some next week. I don't yes. know. We may have music out. We're gonna have a fun episode to Sit. take us out of season oh, one. Okay, send us that shit. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Peace.